everybody that I was waiting on kept getting taken. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. Early, I didn't think Boone was going to be on Hayden Hurst. He took him. And then Antonio took Joni. I was going to reach it. Yeah, I saw that shit. I was like, oh, hey. shit. But it is, hopefully it's what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy the Podcast. Today is September. September the 8th. September the 8th, and the boys are back for week one. As always, if you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this at, make sure you subscribe, comments, give us some likes somewhere. Javar got a new mic today, so we're finally here. Made it. Yep, first down the pod. We made it to week one. Sorry for the scream out, just couldn't contain my excitement i was over here screaming at customers at my job today and shit bro they was asking me where the towels at i just started screaming at their ass like week one baby let's go so <laughs> i might not have a job but you know i still got this podcast so let's get it more time for the podcast bro exactly it's a blessing in disguise i'm a silver linings type person so you know take on, you why, too. Are you, why are you adjusting the lighting on your face like you're in a video right now bro because you know we had that photo shoot yesterday, bro. So you know you like you gotta make sure the lighting right, goddamn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put him up on game. Yeah, let him know. Mike knew me. Exactly. You know what's going on. Mike, who this? <laughs> right. But hey, man, how y'all feeling? Y'all, everybody know week one. Week Boy, one I am hype. Started. I'm hype. You know, you know draft of the year yesterday. Crushed it, of course. You know it was new though. Home draft, of course. You know a lot of autos. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Alex, people take Alex, it, like Alexander Madison got auto right in front of me. That was so gross. Or bad. You got you got uh you got uh people taking Phillip Rivers when it was like plenty of great quarterbacks left on the board in Superflex. So I'm just like, yes, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> people disrespected Jared Goff so much. Yo, uh, is it disrespect if he finishes that low last year, or is it kind of you know burning soft front? The verdict's off if he's going to be like a, uh, you know, a Phillip River, be consistent and, you know, have 15 to, you know, can creep into the 10 or he is he going to be an Andy Dalton? So we better find out. I feel like yeah, I feel like he, I feel like he better than Dalton or at least with McKay. They got I think they got something for this In my year. opinion, it ain't disrespectful if you put up negative points in the year before, bro. Like, you got to show me now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I could do all the analysis in the world, bro, but you still got to show me. That's not to say I wouldn't take him. I would still take him, but you know, you gotta take him when the time's right. Yeah, I think him and McVeigh cooking out there. They cooking. And he made I believe it. so too. Back, 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 back to uh Super Bowl, Super Bowl golf. We'll see, man. We'll see. I hope so. Hopefully that's what he's back to. I need him because I got him a lot of places, I believe. Uh but uh let's get into oh, without I almost forgot, man. Not almost forgot, but I almost did not say it right now. But let's go ahead and give our moment of silence to our fallen brothers and sisters of Queens and Queens. I uh, I'm not gonna go through the list. Y'all know the names, man. Go look up the names, make sure you say their name, hashtag say their name, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Uh we're gonna go ahead and give our eight second moment of silence. And we back. Let go. What? We what? 
coming to bring y'all that product, that new product, hot off the shelf. Eh? Week one <laughs> rankings online. We about to come with it. Yo, yes, for sure. We rank is online at ffnsession.com. Also, want to give a special shout out to Javar. Uh, congratulations on getting engaged, my boy, this weekend. Oh, yeah, congrats, I did. Congrats, bro. Congrats, I man. I decided to do something this weekend, you know. So, hey. They told me not to use my drops. I had a round of applause ready for you, but just imagine the claps in the background right now. Let's just give them a round of applause. Uh, uh, I appreciate you know, it. That shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, stepping up. Welcome to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, let's get into what we hear. Uh, the first week one, man, week one, fantasy news. And so let's give a, let's give the people a breakdown of what we're gonna do today, man. For sure, man. Appreciate that. So the first thing we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna go through the news, and we're gonna go through the first eight games, or not the first eight games, but eight games from week one uh, today, and then the next episode we'll go through the eight that we didn't get through today. So we'll cover the news that that might be breaking or important before uh, the first game, but we definitely want to get the Thursday night game out there for you guys. And uh, next week, this episode will contain the waivers for uh, Wednesday. Or I, did we decide if we're going to do the waivers on the show or if we're just going to put it on the website? As um, far as I know, we're doing waiver wire on Monday and then releasing on Tuesday and having a Tuesday and Thursday show. All right. So y'all hear the schedule, man. Hopefully. Not hopefully, man. We're going to stick to it because we know we can't let the people down, man. Can't. We, we got we to gotta help the people who didn't win last year win. We got to help the people who won repeat. This guy. This guy right here. Just in case you didn't see <laughs> one, of on the one of us part of the click. Javar needs all the help. So Javar should be in all the sessions this year. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, without further ado, <laughs> let's get into uh, some of the uh, – that's it, right? We got the schedule out there for uh, Of course, as, as always, make sure you uh, check us out on Twitter at Fantasy In Session on Sundays uh, where we give the uh, start sit advice for the year, I mean, for the week or whatever day it is. Yeah. That's all I got to say. All right. All right, here we go. And here's some of the news since the last time we found it. Kareem Hunt has agreed to a two-year extension out there in Cleveland. That is gross for Nick Chubb. Why? So, so how you feel about that, Gabe? You buying or selling? Well, I don't really have a lot of Nick Chubb. In, well, I'm saying that. So if you had him, would you sell him? If you didn't, which you don't, are you buying? I was about to get into my explanation. Bad. He's a little antsy, gay, because he's in he conversations with me about Chubb. So he wants to get oh. your opinion before he goes forward in this talk. Like, you got you to read the room, bro. You got to, you know, context clues. I thought he was just trying to show off the mic skills. No, bro. no, no. Uh, but I think um, I would. I, w- I don't think I would be buy. I would buy Chubb, but it would be like. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm buying Chubb right now because I think a lot of people are panicking. You know what I'm saying? With the news of Kareem Hunt uh, getting signed. But I think. Well, I, we will know more this year of how they were going, how, of how they're going to use Kareem Hunt. But I definitely think you can get Kareem Hunt for uh, Nick Chubb for cheaper right now because you know Nick Chubb was going around like for a first round pick and something in return like that. But I definitely not giving up a first round for Nick Chubb right now. With the uncertainty, with you the wouldn't give a first round pick straight up for Nick Chubb right now, boy. You crazy? I'll do that any day of the week, boy. I was about he, was, yeah. he was actually requiring more than a first round pick before this, before this happened. So. 
You know, I mean, I think, I think yeah. that's what I meant to say. I think it required more than the first round pick, and I think now it's just a first round pick. I think that's yeah, what I, yeah. Okay. I think I, I mean, I, I like it. I'm buying them. If I had them, I probably, especially if he's my running back too, I keep him. But what? Yeah. One thing I, I, I think. One thing I, think, I didn't do was buy Kareem Hunt. You know what I mean? Because I was thinking sure. he was eventually going to like not be on the Browns and he was going to be a starting running back somewhere. But now, I don't know, what year is Chubb in? This is his fourth year, so he has at least one one more year. You know what I'm saying? Under contract there, so uh, Kareem Hunt could not be a starter unless you know what I'm saying Chubb gets hurt for two. I think years. this is his uh, third year he's going into. I want to say even worse. Yeah. Because we started secret the secret dynasty league his rookie year and we're going into our third year. Oh yeah, Wes. Him and Sonny came out. Yeah. But yeah, man. I think he's still in line for a good bit of touches and he should get some uh, touchdown deodorant this year for sure. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I mean, objectively speaking, I feel like you have to downgrade Chubb slightly. I wouldn't go crazy in downgrading them, but yeah, we all know like the splits and when it comes to his, when it came to his targets before <laughs> and after Hunt came, so. I mean, when Hunt there for the next three years, like, because, you know, he was already on contract this year, so he got two more years after this year. So, I mean, it's going to be more the same what we saw last year with Hunt. But, you know, Chubb is still great, you know, even with Hunt there, he just didn't have that touchdown the other. That PC value definitely goes down, I think, for Nick Chubb, though. If he get a little touchdown the other, we might be talking – I ain't gonna say he'd be close to Derrick Henry, but we might be talking a little Derrick Henry range if he got. Nah, a he is close. He is Derrick Henry. He, 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 he had is. about fourteen thousand yards. I mean, he's close. He's close. Yeah, right? their line was horrible last year. We'll see. That's why I said we got to see. In terms of talent, yeah. In terms of but talent and profile, like, a whole new offensive scheme. So we just have exactly. To uh, more running back news: Bruce Arians after last week when he said that uh, Fournette. Is not guaranteed a starting role. He has now changed his tune and hitting said Fournette has had a solid role, will have a solid role this week with quote the bright guy and has picked it up quickly today. How you feel about that, Jabbar? Glad I don't own none of them. I don't want no parts of that headache. I mean, if you got them, uh if you got either one of them, I would be safe playing them as like a, a flex play, not as my running back too, until I see what's really going on, you know. But until then, the most I go is to put a man as a flex play. Yeah, I think let me uh, – We like I said, we definitely have our weekly ranking, so we can definitely tell you where we is. all have them ranked that right now. I think – or keep going. You can go ahead and talk about him, Carlos. I'm going to go ahead and go to the rankings. Yeah, definitely for week one, I would not want to play him this week because, first of all, um, New Orleans is not no slouch when it comes to rush defense. And then second of all, like, you know, we all know that Bruce Arians is a king of coach speak. Not to say that it doesn't – it's not some truth in this, but, you know, it's he, say he has a solid role, might be like seven, eight, nine touches, you know, just because he's still learning the playbook. So I'm not saying that he won't take over at some point this year, but I think it it's very possible that it takes longer than a lot of people are expecting. He is on uh, 31 running back, so that's out of the RB2 range. That means uh, he got, we got him in the RB3 range, so we got him about where we're talking at. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins signed the second highest non-QB uh, non contract, uh, two-year extension worth 54 milli, 54.5 million. Let me not disrespect the bag. How you feel about that, Lowe's? 
Well, I don't know. How you do. I mean, bro, that's what he that's what he wanted, man. That's why he, you know, was having problems with the Texans because they didn't want to trade him. So, you know, he got what he wanted. Paired up with another young stud quarterback for you know the foreseeable future, man. Yeah, man, Julio is definitely gonna have to get a bag after this. Jesus, but it's just getting the money is getting outrageous. Julio just got the bag. They're increasing the money every year, right? Too like f- for the teams. Yeah, the cat salary cap goes up pretty much every year. I think they just gave Julio a little bit of like you know what I'm saying here money. Yeah. We gonna get you right like later. Uh, and like if if DeAndre Hopkins and I don't know about y'all, but I think let's, let's get you right, bro. Julio is 32, and then when his contract up. In a couple it years, like, it was on like an extension. They didn't give him a contract. It was like an extension. Right. Oh, no, it wasn't even an extension. I think they moved the money around like some year, like moved the money from like the back years to like something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Either either way, Julio about to get it. He's going to get another contract. That's a fizz act. But um, that's not why we're here. Mike Tomlin says there is no question that James Conner is the bell cow out in Pittsburgh. I don't think any of us questioned that. In the first place, I guess he just wanted to let us know. I was more worried about like, bro, who the backup then? Like, who the who the handcuff? Let me <laughs> let me know. I I didn't really want to pay kind of prices, but I wanted to pay for that backup price. Like, let me know who. I don't mind paying kind of prices because I mean, it's it's the only right only now. thing with him is his health. Like, we all know that the Steelers like to have a bell cow. We talked about it last year. Like, that's just their I mean, like, so Tomlin's history, you know. So if he's healthy. I mean, he was one of the last, I guess, top backs that could be top thirteen or something to go. I guess yeah, in that last yeah. round. I, if if you could promise me sixteen games, then I really believe he will be top twelve in just points and points per game. Like, but you know, just you know, doing research on it, and you know, he is a former cancer survivor. So, like, you know, they say a lot of people are saying that that is probably one of the reasons why he. uh gets hurt a lot because he just, you know, his body can't take the normal beating of, like, NFL players. So, I mean, but I do think he'll get all he can handle, bro. So, as long as he's healthy, man, he's a full go. They probably told him that, too, and that's just show how much people out here, including us, really love the game, bro. The second. James Robinson and J.D. McKissick listed as Jags and Redskins starter, respectively. Um, how do y'all feel about these two guys? Are y'all no no motor starting them right? I mean, I mean, I mean well, yeah, it's just this week. Yeah, you got to take it with a grain of salt, man. Like we all know that like, these depth charts are you know made by people in the office. It's not really made by team personnel. So you know, it's, it's you, you see a lot of that around the league. This is just two examples of you know just not really paying too much attention to it. Just looking at the you know the games and seeing who's used more, because James Robinson and JD McKissick may just get one one carry, and you know they're technically the starter that happens, but still got to wait to see how these backfields are deployed. I'm picking up James Robinson off of waivers. You know, just storing him. JD McKissick. I'm kind of just you know saying that's just some smoke. They putting out there but James Robinson I'm kind of reading a little yeah. bit picking them up and kind of you know seeing what they're going to do with it but that Jay-Z JD I ain't buying that can I add something on James Robinson yeah go ahead producer All right. uh, this other like this this quick he was probably like one of the most outstanding uh FCS running backs for the past two years for the past two years he averaged around 23 carries a game and over 120 yards so he, he's a uh he's a he's a bell cow standing at five nine Two uh two ten plus so you know 
it's it'll be interesting watching that first game. You heard it here. It might be somebody to watch. I mean, I read a little. The coaching staff said they liked him. They said they liked him. The coaching staff, the way he ran downhill, was the kind of little reason why they let you know Fournette go. He fit their scheme. They also said this about Armstead too. And Ozigbo. Like everybody, coach speak time, bro. It's coach speak time, man. So, and all the words go find them players and pick up, and and one of them gonna be the running back. So, you know, it yeah, that's hurt. why it's good to get players like that. You know, to fill out your your lineup as you know, like a last round pick. Because if they're if it you know the backfield plays out differently than what you expect, then you could just drop them for whoever's gonna be the hot name on the waiver wire week one. Damon Harris placed on injured reserve will miss at least three games after having a, a stellar training camp. Yeah, man, that puts a lot of damper on our uh, sleeper news for um, Damon Harris. I mean, three weeks he got a chance to come back after three weeks. I'm just saying just for this week. Yeah, it does, but he's allowing you know, Sonny Michelle to come in and re, you know, re, uh, reprove himself. So, yeah. But – I don't know. Just just from what you was was that you that talked about Damon Harris, like what you said, what they were saying out of yeah, camp. Yeah, he was so looking great. If the reporter's saying this, I know the coach is saying this. So when he come back, bruh, it's promise some touches. I, so I just don't think he's that good to just come back and just get the spot. It wasn't even his spot, even though he was looking good. Like Sony was injured, so now that Sony's back and healthy, like if he looks good those three games, it's gonna be kind of hard for Damon Harris to you know carve out a role for him. So. Dynasty, I'm still on that train, man. But in redraft, bro, I'm like, like, like we have in our league, we do have an IR spot. So if you have an IR spot, then yeah, I'm okay with you know drafting and stashing them. But I'm not really expecting too much now, man. That's exactly what I did. Got him with the last pick of the draft, moved him right to IR, IR and picked up Steven Sims Jr. I think y'all a little too low on James White this week, but we'll get to that when we get to the game. Uh, AP was released by the Washington football team and signed to the Detroit Lions. Uh, that's gross news out there for Carrion and DeAndre Swift. So I don't want any part of that backfield anymore. I just made a trade the other morning uh, for DeAndre Swift, so I'm glad I did that. Yeah, especially in redraft, man. We're not, not – I wouldn't even say – only in redraft. In Dynasty, only I'm redraft. still still a, a Swift believer, man. I don't – you know, AP's not no long-term – in their long-term plans. And but you know if I had to choose one, it would still be Swift and Redraft. Is just you know it's gonna be ugly, man. Like like Garrett Blunt was literally getting touches, like a motherfucker averaging like two points, uh, you know, two yards of carry. So AP's better than that. Even at this old age, he's still better than Garrett Blunt was. So I'm definitely I mean, expecting him to have a role then, this year. Then they eventually cut Blunt. I mean that it was did. later in the year, but no, so. after the year was over. So hopefully they cut AP. They're like not cutting them, bro. <laughs> bro, AJ Peterson literally forced his way out of New Orleans when he saw that he wasn't getting the touches that, you know, I guess they agreed to when they signed him, bro. Like, he's at this point in his career where he's not about to sign anywhere that, you know, they don't promise him a, a role. Like, them players mm-hmm. like Gore and AP, they're not wasting their time, bro. They know they don't have that much time left in the league. These are facts. And then you have the history of him using blunt. So, you know, it's, it's ugly, bro, for redraft. Nah, AP in it for the child support. Chill, chill. I heard he going for the record, bro. He's trying to go for the record. Uh-oh. Baby crying. A.J. Green is a full go for week one for the Cincinnati Bengals. That's great news for everybody that uh, got A.J. Green as a sleeper. So hopefully we uh, see the same A.J. Uh, you know that we're used to seeing when healthy. 
Ian Thomas, a uh, tight end from the Carolina Panthers, is expected to play week one. Uh, he was out with a toe injury or something with his foot. So he's expected to be a starting tight end. So I know a lot of people were thinking about streaming him. He has a good matchup this week. We'll get to it this episode or – yeah, this episode. So, yeah, man, that's all of the news I got. Anybody else got any other news? Um, well – can you say like I owned that draft last night? Is that news? Or is that I think old news? <clears throat> it's old news? Like yeah, it always happens. Oh, okay, all right. I think that's what they call uh, on CNN fake news. Oh, <laughs> 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 boom! Roasted, just roasted me. All right, man. So without further ado, man, let's get into what the people are here for: the world famous fantasy session um, game review. Man, it's week one. Let's get it, man. Week one of of I said seventeen. Week one of sixteen, though, because you know real fantasy players don't play seventeen weeks of fantasy football. Gross. So let's get it. We up one. The first game on this late, the Texans are at the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a Thursday night football game. Uh, let's go through it. So if you haven't been here before, this is how we do it. Just take a seat. I might talk a little fast, but if you listen slow, you might be able to keep up. All right, Patrick Mahomes Bars. is a lot. We all know Patrick Mahomes is a lot. Then started CEH last year in week nine versus the Texans. The Chiefs backfield combined gave up uh, 11 rushes for 53 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, 44 of those yards came off eight carries to LaShawn McCoy, bum-ass. Um, three receptions, 52 yards, one catch to Damian Williams for 52 yards. So I – have CEH as one of my top 10 starts. Uh, how do y'all feel about CEH this week? Love CEH, man. You know, I ain't been talking to him about offseason to sit him week one. Um, PFF has them as kind of like a middle-of-the-road matchup, bro, but, you know, he's not a, a game script back. You know, he's he's going to be used heavily in a passing game, if that were the case. But, uh, yeah, with this high, you know, First round pick, high over under. The over under is at fifty four right now, man. Like he's a locked in starter for me. I also have him in my top ten. And and where you drafted him at? If you drafted him, <laughs> he's basically a locked in starter every week from wherever you drafted him. But like you said, it's gonna be high scoring. Houston defense is not the best. You're gonna get a lot of usage. Tyreek Hill is an automatic start this week. Uh, he's a top two matchup. He has a top two matchup according to PFF. Um, he'll be going against Bradley Roby. Uh, so he should have a great week. He's in my top two this week. I think my top uh, my top five. How you feel about him, Los? Same, man. You know, it only takes one play for Tyreek Hill, bro. Like, we all know what, what kind of player he is, man. We- Exactly. So with that being him. said, the rest of the Kansas City uh, wide receivers I got as a sit just because we just don't know who's going to be the quote-unquote wide receiver too. But we do know Travis Kelsey is going to be there. Even though last year he didn't have a great game against the Chiefs, uh, I definitely expect him to be uh, involved in the game plan. So, yeah. Anybody else from the Houston that I miss? I mean, not from, from the Chiefs. That I, mean, I, mean, like, like, I agree. Since like, it's week one, like you, you really don't need to start a walk-ins. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if maybe if you're playing like DFS or something, like I wouldn't mind, you know, just throwing him out there because he does have a you know super good matchup against Vernon Hargreaves. Would Would Houston being ranked 29th in the passing game like last year? I'd take a a flex play on one of them, especially McCole Hartman. You know, hoping 
he have a little boost this year. I I wouldn't mind having what Sammy. I'm really not a Sammy guy, so I don't want to speak on him much. I'm not gonna have him on my team. But if I was a Sammy person that still believed in him, Sammy or McCole, I feel like you could play him in the flex. Like you said, they do have a good matchup, but it's week one, and I, I just want uh, for sure things in there. Like, if you draft it right, you know what I'm saying, you shouldn't have to dig too deep on your bench. You know what I'm saying? You exactly. Should it should be in a pinch already. Yeah. Uh, Houston, Deshaun Watson is the quarterback. He's going to start him uh, 30 for 42, 280 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Last year, he finished third in the game. Uh, finished third in quarterbacks in the game uh, against the Chiefs last year. 12 targets to DeAndre Hopkins, so DeAndre Hopkins is not there like we all know, so that's going to be something. But, of course, you start him. David Johnson is the start for me. They have the number one matchup uh, for running backs, according to PFF last year. Houston gave up a combined 41 carries, 192 yards, and three touchdowns, three receptions, and 34 yards and a touchdown to the Houston running back. So is it David Johnson's season? Definitely this week, man. Um, you know, just this. to add to that, like he, uh, they had, they allowed the fourth most rush yards per attempt at um, five yards, and High was given 15 touches a game last year, and I believe David Johnson is better even at this point in his career than Carlos Hyde. Um, the spread does kind of worry me a little bit, but David Johnson is most valuable in the past game, also, so he's not going to be scripted out. Jamar, hey. how do you feel about the Texans wide receivers? You want to start any of them this week? I if I, if I had to start any of them, I would start Will Fuller. You know, he may well be the number one guy, at least for this week. He's, besides Cooks, the best receiver that's been on the field practicing and have repetition with him. So I would not mind starting Will Fuller. We know Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson will connect on Thursday. But as far as Brandon Cooks, I'm more so looking at Brandon Cooks. Like, after week three or four, I may look into starting him. But this, I mean, he had to throw to somebody. And yeah. with Brandon Cooks out there, I, I, I wouldn't mind Brandon Cooks in my flex. I will put Fuller, you know, wide receiver three, two spot. But I will have Brandon Cooks in my flex if I started him. I don't want to start any of the Texas wide receivers like if I don't have to, just because so, I just, so, just okay. and, and and on Thursday game is just the uncertainty. I don't but, want to lock anything in that early in the week. If I don't I mean, have to, but if you if but, you have to, you have to. You saying I mean you saying Deshaun Watson stuff, he started, he's gonna throw that ball to somebody, he ain't gonna run it in. I do think he's gonna run it. I do think he's gonna run a lot. Just uh, uh yeah. like I said on the quarterback last year he ran he rushed he ran ten times and he had two rushing touchdowns, and I think like I said on the quarterback episode, without Deshaun, I mean DeAndre Hopkins there, I think he's going to rush a lot more this year. And I just, I don't know. I don't have a confidence that, you know what I'm saying, a Will Fuller. I know it's going to be something, somebody, like you said, somebody's got to catch the ball. But if I don't have to, until I, I mean, can see. If you think about it, Will. First match, 21st worst uh, matchup uh, for when, wide receivers. When Will Fuller plays, he puts up numbers. I mean, this is first yeah. game in. Consider it being a 1A, 1B guy, maybe. That could be your downfall. But when Fuller plays, he puts up numbers. So he played a full season. We'll be talking about Fuller totally different right now. So that's why I think Fuller is a, is a locked in as a wide receiver, two or three. And Cooks, you just worry about him until you see it. So locked in, Javari, starting, yeah. starting, starting to sit in Will Fuller. I'm starting Fuller. Low starting to sit in Will Fuller. Same, and I think they're both they're both in play, like Javar said. Because I'm sitting them. 
Yeah, just you know, just because like like you know, Javar said a lot of this, but they don't have Hawkins there, so they have to get to throw it to somebody. And they're underdogs, nine and a half point underdogs, so they're gonna have to throw the ball. And this is the highest over under of the week, so it's gonna be a lot of points being scored. I think that they're both Nah, I would say Cooks is more of a wide receiver three just to we see how much, but yeah, I agree with Javar said. Wide receiver two for Fuller with wide receiver one upside and wide receiver three for Cooks with wide receiver two upside. Darren Fells, he has a not a bad matchup against uh, Anthon Hitchens, but he's touched down a bus for me. Y'all starting him? Nope. I hope you don't have to. <laughs> uh, Cleveland Browns are going to Baltimore. What's the spread on that one, Los? Cleveland, uh, let's see. Let me scroll down in my notes and find the spread. Sorry, guys. Uh, the spread is, is Baltimore minus eight over under a 48 and a half. So you want to uh, explain the spreads for maybe if this is the first time for people listening? Yeah. So when this, when I say minus eight, that means that Baltimore, whoever is, well, Baltimore in this case, um, they're minus eight. That means that they're Vegas is giving them eight points. So if you're a betting man, then, you know, you think Baltimore is going to win, then you will have to, you know, they will have to win by at least nine points because they're already basically down zero to eight, you know, when the game starts. So that's basically saying Vegas expects them to score a lot of points. Well, not a lot of points. They're expecting them to beat their ass is what they oh. are saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson, of course, we're going to start him. He's locked in. Uh, Mark Ingram, 12 carries, 71 yards in week four. Uh, of course, they're division opponents, so they played twice last year. Gus Edwards had six uh, touches for 28 yards, and Justice Hill had four touches in that same week, week four. Week 16, they played again, and this week, Gus Edwards uh, led the backfield and carries with 12. Um, uh, Mark Ingram had eight for 55, also had a, a reception for 36 yards and a touchdown. Justice Hill also had thir- uh, three re- carries. So what I took from this was, you know, week 16, I think Mark Ingram was a little banged up, and, of course, they were saving him for the playoffs, and so that might have been why Gus Edwards got the uh, bulk of the carries. But what I also took from this is that more than one running back is going to get uh, opportunity at the touches. So I know a lot of people are looking for J.K. or they drafted J.K. Dobbins in Dynasty, definitely. I don't know about redraft, but I definitely think this is going to be our first look to see what uh, J.K. Dobbins looks like. Um, I don't know about starting him, but I'm definitely starting Mark Ingram. I'm definitely locking Mark Ingram in as a start. How do y'all feel about that backfield? Locked and loaded on Mark Ingram for sure. J.K. Dobbins is a watch and see if you're really desperate. <laughs> Maybe you don't have to put him in flex, but yeah, Mark Ingram is locked and loaded. Yeah, um, I definitely believe Ingram is a must start, but with the spread being like it is, man, that mean that tells you that um, Baltimore is going to be running the ball a lot. They already run the ball a lot, but you mm-hmm. know if they're beating the ass in the second half, I could definitely see J.K. Dobbins getting a lot of touches. I mean. Gus Edwards, who you just talked about, averaged nine opportunities a game last year. So you give him that plus maybe like two or three more because he is better than Gus Edwards, then, you know, J.K. Dobbins could be a weekly flex play. Hey, they said- it is week one. So, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with anybody who wants to sit him just to see how he's used, but this might be the matchup you want to start him in. Yeah, DFS play. Had they said who's declared number two? It's, no, they don't need to say it. Oh, we already know. J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins. Drop Mike. 
Mark Andrews, of course, he's a locked in star, top five tight end coming into this week in our consensus. Marquise Hollywood Brown, week four, he played. He uh, only had four receptions, seven targets, 22 yards. Week 16, he was hurt. Um, he was hurt in both, really. This week, PFF has him matched up against Denzel Ward. He's one of the better corners in the league. Um, if you drafted him, you probably drafted him and you're going to have to start him. But I would definitely start him with caution just because of the matchup against Denzel Ward. But like you said, uh, Vegas expects the Baltimore Ravens to have a good game. So if he's going to throw it to somebody, it's going to be Mark Andrews or Hollywood Brown until he shows us that it's going to be somebody else. So I would definitely start him, but just with caution. Any other Baltimore wide receivers, I would say sit him. I know a lot of people were on the Miles Boykins train, but I'm not starting Miles Boykins. Penny Nays. Uh, yeah, I agree. Everything. Only thing I would say is um, he is going to be primarily um, matched up with Ward, but he plays about half of his, almost half of his um, snaps in a slot. So it's not a shadow situation. So he still, you know, be seeing snaps without Denzel Ward guarding him. And we know that he only needs one play to break out. So and he's fast, super fast. Um, on the other side of the field, we got the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback Baker. Don't start Mayfield. Uh, 20 for 30 last uh, year, 342 yards, one touchdown and an interception in week four. He had 15 points. Week 16, he had he went um, he had 332 yards with a touchdown and an interception. Baltimore pressures the quarterback 33% of the time, and Baker Mayfield's completion rate while under pressure is under 60%. So I definitely don't think this is a matchup that you want to try Baker Mayfield in. I could be wrong, but it's up to y'all. How y'all feel? Especially in one, when I – so when I reference this, let me go back. Um, I want to reference that I'm more so talking about one quarterback leads when I say don't start a quarterback. But if I'm, you know, in Superflex, of course, you have to start two quarterbacks or you want to start two quarterbacks. So Baker Mayfield might be a player like your your second quarterback. Go ahead. Now you lost. My bad. Dang, you uh, yeah, I, believe, I, I agree with everything you said, man. Like, I'm not going to start him outside of, like, Superflex leagues. Um, one QB leagues, I'm not touching him this week. Mm. You know, last year, Baltimore was uh, top five in passing yards allowed. We know they lost – uh, Eric Thomas. Thomas. Earl. <laughs> Earl, See, Earl. Y'all don't never say nothing to Javar when Javar messes up the names, but y'all be quick to say, look at here, go get hey, he, be, he, be, he be catching himself quick, though, and we did say something when he said Shepard, so I don't right. want to hear that. No, he right. said something earlier this episode. He said, he said, um, I can't remember, but I, I mentioned See? it. Y'all, y'all hear what you listen I synced it. Snitches. Right. Snitches get yeah. snitches. Right. At least you be like, Bryce <laughs> and Bruce. Bryce and Bruce. It's Bryce. All right, no, it's just you gave him a price. whole nother name. Go ahead. All right, my bad. But Earl is gone, which I, I mean, that's gonna make a little difference. But they still gonna plug somebody in there to play. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried about Baker. But this, this is week to show he got all these weapons. Ain't no excuses now. So I'm really, if I have Baker on my team, I'm really watching this game to see how he do against this defense, even if it's not a great game, but he played well enough against a good defense, then, you know, I, I feel more comfortable throughout the year. So this is definitely a game I'm watching if, if I am a Baker guy. I agree. If he has a, a good football game, maybe not a good fantasy game, I, I'll take right, that. Right, right, um, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, we talked about them a little bit in the news last week, week 16, where they both played together. 
Um, 15 carries for Nick Chubb, 45 yards. Um, Hunt had two carries for eight yards before receptions for 33 yards. Um, I guess you, you have to – not I guess you have to start Nick Chubb because just where you draft him at just off that draft stock. Hunt um, – You got it. I mean, you say he's going to be down a lot. <laughs> but they have the 23rd uh, – that 23rd worst matchup against running backs – Four running backs, according to PFF. So I don't think I would rush Hunt out there if I, if I had other running back um, options. You know what I'm saying? Because you're probably rushing Hunt out there is, unless you're Antonio as like your running back three or like a flex play or something like that, you know? Uh, yeah, I feel you. And with the signing of um, the, uh, Hooper, Austin Hooper, you know, they always say if you throw to the tight end, you ain't throwing to the running back. So, I, yeah, I'm waiting to feel that out too. That's, that's a good pickup. Yeah, I don't know about Hunt. This week, at that's least. Very, that's dope. I mean, yeah, I, I don't mind him as a flex flex option this week. I mean, he he's going to be on the field in passing out situation, and if the spread holds true, then he's going to be on the field. Like, I, I, I mentioned it before, but he averaged five and a half targets um, when he came back last year. So, you know, you, you, of course, he's going to get a couple um, rushes here and there, but I don't mind him as a um, flex play. He might be my he might be a, a sit of the week candidate for me. I'm gonna go risque this for week one. You know what I'm saying? Pick a name so people would know. But, we'll, but Chubb we'll is a must start though. By, by the way, oh Chubb is a must. Oh, yeah, I said that. So we, we'll give our start start of the weeks and sit of the weeks, sleeper of the weeks, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, of the weeks on the next episode. You know, the final episode of the week. Um, OBJ is a start. I got him as a start with temper expectations as he is facing up against. Uh, Jimmy Smith last year, he had a uh, week four. He only had two catches for 20 yards. Week 16, only four catches for 44 yards, but he did get a touchdown that game. Anything else y'all want to say about OBJ? I mean, besides making the news for other reasons besides football. Oh, man, I thought you was about to go crazy on the pod right there. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, and that's so not believable. It was funny, but not believable. Did y'all see those? No. No, I didn't even. I didn't even get a chance. No. I just traded him. <laughs> nice try. It's a sticky <laughs> situation, that's for sure. Is is OBJ healthy? Is OB is OBJ healthy? Everything said he's healthy. He got to be a must start. If he's healthy, he should go back to the old OBJ. And we about to find out. I got Jarvis Landry also as a uh, start with temper expectations. Week four, he had. Eight receptions for 167 yards. Week 16, seven receptions for 74 yards. So we all know at the end of the day, Baker Mayfield, if he can't look to anybody else, if the OBJ connection is not working, he's going to look to Landry. So I think you can start Landry. I would start Landry with a little bit more, I guess, um, confidence than OBJ, just because we don't know what that OBJ connection is going to look like. I know we want it to look like something, but I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah, well, you know, uh, OBJ – Scored 15 points total in their two matchups last year. That's what Landry averaged against this team last year. So, he, you know, it's going to be too much attention on OBJ. So, Landry should get his. Austin Hooper, I got him as a start with temper expectation just because of where you drafted him at. You probably didn't draft him. You drafted him as your starting tight end. Uh, he's going up against Chuck Clark, giving him only uh, – giving up only point. 16 fantasy points per uh, route run. That's seventh in the NFL amongst safeties and uh, linebackers who cover um, tight ends. So it's not the best matchup, but no bad, no matchup on the field is really good for uh, the Browns this week. So if you have them, you, of course you have to trot them out there, but I just, I'm not personally expecting a big week from Austin Hooper, but I'm starting him of course. 
Anything else? Agree. All right, on to the next game out in Arizona. Those Cardinals, um, well, it's out in San Francisco. The Cardinals, <laughs> go, the Cardinals go to San Francisco. It's a 425 game. Um, the Kyler Murray last year, he had set, he went, he had 17 for 24, 241 yards, two touchdowns, five rushes for 34 um, yards, but he was sacked three times. He still finished uh, with 23 fantasy points, 10th that week. Uh, for quarterbacks, week 11, 24 for 33, 150 yards this week. Uh, two rushes for eight yards and a rushing touchdown. No, two touchdowns, eight rushes for 67 yards and a rushing touchdown. 26 points that week. Uh, he finished six in uh, that week. But the San Francisco D-line is third in pressure rate. Uh, that's a percentage of snaps pressures allowed by the quarterback. So applied to the quarterback. So like the defense, they applied pressure 36% of the times. Uh, the highest was 37. So they're definitely applying the most pressure, one of the most pressures to the quarterback. So that's something to look at. But Kyler Murray showed that he can uh, play above that in both games last year. So I'm definitely think he's a lot to start this week. How about y'all? Definitely, man. And I just want to say, you know, I'm a numbers guy, bro. But I'm going to need you to start, you know, Factor in some up. averages, <laughs> some averages, bro. So you don't have to read off all the game. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know. You know what I mean? I did, I did it toward the end. Don't worry about it. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I said, yeah. I'm not I gonna mean, keep. I I'm not gonna keep doing this. I just thought exactly. Gay like hear himself talk. Yeah, so you know, I guess he, we're trying to like give the said, fans like the most news, that, the, the, like the most info, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. But that's why averages are so great because you can take all that great stats he put in two games, and boom, you only have to say it once instead of twice. For sure, that. But, yeah, I agree with everything you said, man. He averaged two points in his last two matchups, and 25 points in his last two matchups, and that was without Hopkins. So Yes, sir. I, that's something I didn't mention. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, he's a locked-in starter. Uh, the last time he did play against uh, Richard Sherman, that's who he's expected to uh, be matched up against, and we all know Richard Sherman is a great uh, defender. Richard Sherman – Richard Sherman uh, was in 2017 week eight where he scored 32 points with um, 11 targets on eight catches for 224 yards and a touchdown. So he uh, he really, you know what I'm saying, showed out against Richard Sherman. But that's because he was the only target out there. So do we think he's going to get that same volume out in Arizona? Uh, I'm not really worried about volume there. I'm just worried about efficiency. Efficiency. That's all I'm worried about with him. And I think he's going to do well out there in Arizona. The floor is going to be the <laughs> the floor. Not talking basketball. The field is just going to be more open. He's going to get more space to work since they throw more wide receivers out there. So I just think he's going to be more efficient and he's going to be a safe place, safe play week in and week out. Man, I love this new mic. Hey man, we um we definitely like Carlos said uh, on Twitter yesterday on um, whatever day it was that he has DeAndre Hopkins pretty much everywhere. So that's one thing, you know. what I'm saying we expected him to be DeAndre Hopkins. So it's gonna be our first little taste of is he gonna be him or is he not? Uh, as wide receiver. Before, two- we, before we move on though, like I will yeah. say, uh, PFF has. Emmanuel Mosley primarily guarding Hopkins. He'll see some Richard Sermon, but primarily he won't see too much of him, so he should be able to eat. Yeah, I got that down here too. Uh, Christian Kirk, uh, speaking of Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk last last year went off against them. Um, no, not, no, no, he not didn't. Off, not off, not off, not off. 
I had some. I'm looking at something else. But speaking of Christian Kirk, are you starting him this week? Do you no, think, uh, no. Do you think um, Christian Kirk is gonna have a good year this week? This year, uh, I do. I do believe he'll have a good year, but not this week, man. Um, he he's gonna see primarily uh, Richard Sherman, who um, Richard Sherman only allowed a a 53 catch rate last year, and Christian Kirk has a negative 50 matchup against Sherman, bro. So, you know, last year, you know, there was the same, pretty much same lineup. You know, you had Sherman out there last year. He only scored nine points combined in those two meetings last year. So, so is, is this Kirk year? Like, you got to prove it? Or, 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 or are we done with you year for Kirk? Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. I no, mean, no, no, no. I mean, I think you, you know, he kind of, he kind of moved down boards to everybody, you know, once Hopkins got there. But, yeah, you know, you know he's still talented, man. So, uh, I just think I just, they got a lower expectations from what they were expecting out of him now. I just ain't heard, uh, like, before he, – yeah, I guess before he was there, it was just, like, so much hype about Kirk. Like, Kirk is this player. And I'm just – if if he can't do it this year, with a start he like a, that. He was, he was a rookie the first year, of course. And then last mm-hmm. year he was pretty banged up throughout the whole year. So that could have contributed – you know, this Good might day. be the and year he, he does break out. Too. Yeah, he's not. He, you know, he's not going to see any New of the. Offense. Well, I guess he's going to see Sherman, but you know, I mean, majority of the weeks he's not going to see top coverage. So, um, Keon Drake, week nine, he had a, a great week, 110 yards and a touchdown, with 26 points, finished as a number four running back. Uh, week eleven, he had an okay week. He finished as a twenty-first running back, so uh, we're still in that RB two realm. How do y'all feel about Keon Drake in this uh, tough matchup against the Forty ers rough defense? Starting that boy almost every week. If I if I don't have to, I mean, if yeah, I'm starting that boy every week. He cannot be game script out. He's going to get his runs. He's going to get his passes. And he's a playmaker in one-on-one situations in, in the Arizona offense. They're going to have a spread and spread the field and have guys around the field playing one-on-one matchups. So, King Drake is going to have a lot of opportunities to make some one-on-one plays, which he's great at, and gain extra yards after the catch or run. So, I like Drake week in, week out. I agree. We all agree. That we like um, week in um, and week out. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Graham, uh, not Jimmy Graham, Jimmy G on the other side of the ball, the San Francisco starting quarterback. Uh, surprisingly, has, well, not surprisingly, because Arizona doesn't have a good defense, but they did draft a hybrid player in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Simmons, who, if we um, know, had the, the Twitter video, who had the plays in 40 time, and he ran uh, pretty much uh, neck for neck with Travis Etienne, the running back from Clemson. Uh, PFF has this rated as the second easiest um, matchup for quarterbacks week one. The offensive line uh, ranked third in pressures yielded, only allowing a sack 15% of the time. So Jimmy G is playing behind a great offensive line like we know. Uh, he's finished second last last year in one week and third in another in the other week that they played against each other. So he's one of my sleeper picks to be in a finish as a top. I got him at – where do I have him at this year, this week? I know y'all disrespected him. Y'all don't have him as high as me. I have him at – I have him finishing seven this week. So I think it could be a good week. Um, how about y'all? I mean, I, I, I guess it's just like you just. What was the spread again? Is it gonna be? A, I mean, what was the point total? It's gonna be a high scoring game. Is it? They think is if if so. Forty seven points over under. 
Okay, yeah, Garoppolo got to throw a touchdown or two. Okay, so I can buy in some. Yeah, I can buy in some with that with that high score. How yeah, I try Jimmy to move him. I try to move him up more, bro, because he straight up went berserk Bonkers. against them last year, man. He had uh, I think I didn't take the average because I, I really I put on my notes. I'll let Gabe take this one because I thought you were going to have the numbers ready, oh, I, bro. I, I, I didn't. Want, I do got him. I didn't want you. Okay, let me give him to you. I thought y'all. All, right. <laughs> All right. So week nine, he had he went twenty eight for thirty seven, three hundred and seventeen yards, four touchdowns. He scored twenty eight points. Week eleven, he went thirty four for forty five with another four touchdowns. He scored thirty one points, and that's the week he finished third. He finished. Third in the week where he scored at 31 points. So I don't know who's finished first that week, but they went bonkers. But um, yeah, man, like like you said, he went bonkers. So yeah. I definitely has him as a lot to start for me this week. One, 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 one thing we also got to tell the people this is he is going in with a depleted wide receiving core. And Arizona, you know, was, was like 20. Arizona was ranked 31 in passing yards allowed per game. And, and 23rd in rushing yards per game. Trash. So it, it, should, it could be an idea since, you know, their wide receivers are down. They may go into this game relying on the run game a lot. Until wait, wait, they, wait, 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 wait. People are supposed to be back week Did one. Did Kittle, Kittle get hurt? No, nah, Kittle's there, but Oh, he, oh, the mean a number one receiver last year? I ain't I mean, worried about shit, bro. I don't care who they running. I don't care who they running out there at receiver, bro. Kittle going to get his, bro. You know what I mean? Debo expected to, to play this, this yeah. week, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, he finished top. He finished as a top five wide receiver uh, over the back end of last year. Since we talked about Debo last year, and in week eleven with no Kittle, if there was a Kittle out there, he had he went eight for ten with one hundred and thirty four yards. He didn't score a touchdown. He went bonkers that week. Um, George Kittle was injured in week eleven, like I mentioned, but in the week nine matchup, he had six catches for seventy nine yards with a touchdown. So uh, I think okay. the only thing we haven't talked about. Any other any other wide receiver besides Debo? I'm staying away from. I think yeah, we haven't because it kind of sounded like you you say he was you, he was a start for you, but no, Debo is I, not a start this week. I mean, if you have to, I don't know where you drafted. Uh, him. You shouldn't have had to draft it. If you had to draft recently, you shouldn't have had to draft him high mm. because you know. I mean, he's a the reports are out of cameras that he's ahead of schedule, but you know we don't know how much he's going to be used. You know, week one just coming back from injury, so. I'm not too. touching Debo this this week, but um. Any, any wide receivers you start on that team, Brandon Ayuk? Uh, I would start uh, Kendrick Bourne if I had to choose one. Um, mm-hmm. with all the you know with, with all the wide receivers banged up last year, uh, I mean not last year, while all the uh, receivers banged up currently, he might be the you know top passing option outside of Kittle. He has a good matchup this week against Byron Murphy. He was graded a 48 by PFF, and he averaged nine points a year. Um, last nine points a game last year mm-hmm. in the two matchups, and that was with a fully healthy receiving core. So definitely he'll be leaned on. But we all know what's going to happen out there in San Francisco. They're going to run the ball with Raheem Mustard and Tevin Coleman in the backfield. Uh, not a lot to go off of last year because uh, week nine last year, Raheem Mustard only had one touch and six in week 11. Uh, Tevin Coleman did have 12 for um, – nothing and pretty much three catches for nothing so it's not a lot to go off of but they do have the fifth best matchup against running four running backs um according to pff and we all know that they're going to run the ball so we expecting big games for i think raheem Mustard is a locked in start and i think you can flex seven coleman i'm kind of uh, i i'd like it but uh you know i'm kind of worried with tevin tevin i guess 
the long year process coming out the gate, he might be good. But uh, I've been hearing a lot in camp that Jared McKinnon looks good. He looks great. So if if McKinnon get on the field throughout the season, if he show he show up, he could overstep Coleman like uh, Matt did last year. So that's You're just talking about week one. True. So I'm just saying a long run. Week one, I, I like Coleman, but I'm still worried. I'm still worried about Coleman a little bit. If they're going to put Jared McKinnon in there and see what he got, just to see what he can do. Next game, we have the New York Jets are traveling not too far to the Buffalo Bills. Sam Donald, um, the starting quarterback, is a sit for me. 28 for 41 with 175 yards, one touchdown week one. 23 for 36 yards, 199 with an interception and a touchdown week 17. We all know Buffalo has one of the best defenses in the league uh, coming into it where PFF has a matchup as a 20th best matchup for quarterback. So he's a sit for me. Le'Veon Bell also had uh, two not good games last year or two running back two games, which you drafted him at. So you're going to start him with temper expectations. Uh, well, I don't know what your expectations is. Javar expecting him to be running back one, so temper his expectations. But he's going to finish probably in that running back two realm. He, uh, if if he if he gets some touchdown deodorant, well, Javar got a new mic and still went out. So how you feel about him, Los? <laughs> yeah, that take was so bad. Like his mic just cut off on him. Like everybody <laughs> knows, like they didn't want to hear that shit. Uh yeah he's a, he's a, I'm starting Le'Veon Bell just as a running back too though like I'm not yeah. expecting him to you know blow everybody away this week but he's gonna get the volume and um if he scores a touchdown man he definitely can you know return that value. My Tuscaloosa Wi-Fi went out. It's back now. But one of uh one of Javar's other uh closest friends, Jameson Crowder. I do think it's going to have a great week. Um, last week, last year in week one, he had 14 targets for 99 yards. In week 17, he had another eight for 66 yards with a touchdown. He has a decent matchup this week against Teron Johnson, who has allowed 76%, who has allowed a 76% catch rate um, and 0.27 fantasy points per route run last year. And, yeah, so I got him as a lot there to start for me this year, uh, this week, Jameson Crowder. Any objections? Nah, I, I like it. Where you drafted him, he should be in your flex, so he's definitely a good start. He should be the number one. He should get the most receptions on the team, and then maybe Bell. No other Jets wide receiver I want to touch. I also have Chris Herndon, Chris Herndon as a sit. He has a fourth worst matchup for tight ends um, going against Jordan Poirier, according to PFF. I know that's your boy, Lowe's. How you feel about uh, Chris Herndon? Yeah, I got him as a start just based on them needing him, bro. Like, they, you know, they have Perriman who doesn't have, didn't have a preseason with Darno really. Uh, well, he didn't have an offseason, really, with Darno. So that chemistry, we don't know how that's going to be. Mims, he's a rookie, and he was dealing with an injury. So that really only leaves uh, James and Crowden, Herndon and Bell. So, um, you know, the matchup, I am tipping expectations, but I think he's going to get enough volume to, you know, be able to throw him in your lineup. And they should be behind, too, to help. Yes, they are uh, six-and-a-half-point underdogs. What's the over-under, though? It's probably 39. It's something low. So it's not going to be a lot of throwing in that game because on the other side of the ball, you have one of the best rushing uh, offenses that with the great white hope. Josh Allen leading the way uh, last year, last year, week one. 
24 for 37, 25 yards with one touchdown and two interceptions, 10 rushes. That can't be right. With 125 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, 10 rushes, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Week 17, he didn't play. PFF has him as a top five matchup for quarterbacks this week, so you definitely have him as a lot there to start. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. So when I was going through this, I saw that last year Frank Gore – well, of course you start – you probably start in Devin Singletary, right? Let's get that out of the way. Uh-huh. Devin Singletary, start, start. Yes. Uh, so last year when I when I looked at it, uh, when I looked at this game, Frank Gore last year had 11 carries in week one and against the Jets and six in week 17. So clearly they're going to give the ball to somebody else, and we all know uh, Josh Allen eats on the goal line. So I definitely think this will be our first – We'll, we'll get a first look at Zach Moss. I'm not saying start him. I think I have him right outside the RB2 range, so I don't want to start him. But I definitely think he'll he'll give you some RB3 numbers this week, but I'm just not confident enough to say start him. How do you feel about yeah, it? Yeah, that's exactly what I have too, man. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to start a running back, it would be Singletary. Um, but I will say since well, nah, he should get enough volume because if they do blow them out like they're expecting, then you know they're going to – they're going to run the ball. But um, I will say the Jets allowed the second fewest rush yards per attempt last year at 3.3. So he's going to need the volume, I would say. We'll also see our first look at Stefan Diggs, who will be matched up against – I'm going to mess this up. Blesson Austin. Uh, Bless you. Who, who PFS has graded as a 71, though, so it's not the easiest matchup. But, of course, you're starting Stefan Diggs, so we'll get our first look at the Diggs. Allen, the great white hope connection. Uh, John Brown on the back end of that um, connection. Uh, last year he was on the front end of it. He had seven top catches for 123 yards and a touchdown in the first matchup against them. He finished as a wide receiver eight that week. So we do we expect Stefan Diggs to get those same those uh, seven targets or those ten I mean, targets? Uh, well, just to just to say a little something, you know, Stefan Diggs has missed practice where, you know, to create a little chemistry with the quarterback, whereas John Brown has been there last year, been here this year. So John Brown may have a step up in that department to start the year out. But I'm definitely starting Stefan Diggs. And even with that, I'm kind of still worried about downtown John Brown. Yeah. John Brown, he'll still be involved. Him and Kobe is going to be involved. But I just don't think it's going to be nearly as much as last year. And with the total and, uh, you know, the spread where it is, man, they're just not going to have to pass the ball that much. So I think, you know, Stefan Diggs is the only receiver I want to start out out of this. I know a lot of people also on the Dawson Knox train. He saw two targets in both games combined last year. He doesn't have a bad matchup um, this year. He actually has a top three matchup for tight ends in week one, but he's still a sit for me just because I haven't seen the volume in and I just don't want to start. I, like you said, it's a low-scoring game, and I don't want to see uh, – I don't want to try him out there. Uh, the Raiders are out in on the East Coast when they play the Carolina Panthers – Teddy Bridgewater in his first start. Um, the ninth easiest ma- matchup for quarterbacks, according to PFF. The online, the O-line gave up a lot of pressures last year. 24% of the time they was giving up pressures. But the and the Oakland Raiders pressured the quarterback 27% of the time. But I have Teddy Bridgewater as a start just off of the fact that the Oakland Raiders defense is going to be sorry this year. Um, how do you feel about him? Carlos. Not only is their defense going to be sorry, I think uh, the um, 
Carolina's defense is also going to be sorry. So, this is going to be a, a game of sorry defense. Yeah, this sure. this just this has the, all the makings of a shootout, man. It's a uh, very reasonable over under at forty seven. The Raiders are only two and a half point um, <laughs> favorites, so that's you know that's not that bad. And I don't know if you mentioned the pass blocking advantage that both teams have. Like they, you know, the Carolina has a twenty two percent pass block advantage, and um. Las Vegas has a 34%. So I think this, you know, I like them both as high upside QB2s this week. Of course, you're going to start CMC. DJ Moore, you're going to start. He has a matchup against Demon Arnett, a rookie out of OSU. So he's going to get baptized in the fire. I said DJ Moore to have a good game. Uh, any other Panthers wide receiver I'm not sure about. So I'm going to sit and wait on Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson. Y'all agree? Uh, Ian Thomas, I know we we said in the news that he was back healthy. Corey Littleton will be matched up against him. It's the second toughest matchup for tight ends, according to PFS. So you're just going to sit him and wait and see what what he looks like in that offense. On the other side of the field, we do have the Las Vegas Raiders, where Derek Carr is has the sixth best matchup, according to PFF, for quarterbacks. The defense was gutted last year, like we mentioned before, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Luke Keekley not being there, amongst others. They have a whole bunch of second, third-year players, so he's a lot to start for me this week. Uh, I think he'll probably finish in that top 15 range. He could even sneak up with, with, the, with the QB1 uh, ceiling, I think. Uh, Josh Jacobs with the releasing of – not the releasing, with the trading of Lynn Bowden Jr., um, he's a lot there start, of course. Uh, he, he could see more targets with Lynn Bowden being gone. Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs, both rookies, they'll be matched up against um, – well, Henry Ruggs, according to PFF, will be matched up against a rookie, Troy Pride Jr. And Brian Edwards will be match up, matched up against Dante Jackson, who PFS has rated as a 53 uh, third-year cornerback. So they both are expected to have good games. I think you could slide both of them out there if you have them on your team. Darren Waller is also a start for me with a 30 sit, 31% advantage, uh, according to PFF, over Shaq Thompson. How do y'all feel about any of those places that I said, Los? Uh, I agree. Well, did you say Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards is a start? Yeah. Okay. He said I, they matched up against some toast because those kind of yeah. get burnt. They do have a um good matchups, but you know they are still rookies, so I I don't think I would want to start them this week, man. Uh, I want to see who's man. gonna be. I want to see who's gonna be the guy out there. You know, what I mean, I want to see how the target distribution is because I do think one of them can have a good game, but I don't think both of them will have a good game. Um, and but Renfro, you know, is the only guy I would trust this week out of that receiving core. Um, for weeks nine on, he uh, averaged seven targets, five receptions, sixty-seven yards, and twelve fantasy points a game. So you know that chemistry is already there with them. So I, I think I, he would be the guy I trust most. I would trust Darren Waller most. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's Those a, a no-brainer, right? Thanks for the info, Captain Gabe. Obvious over here. Sheesh. Thanks for helping out for the starting sits. But if if anybody, I feel uh, I agree with you on Hunter. As we all know, I wanted a huge Brian Edwards truthers. So if I'm starting one of their wide outs, it's going to be Brian Edwards. You know, Hunter went throw and Brian Edwards in the flex. I don't mind. Yeah, I heard a lot more news about Brian Edwards coming out of camp, or maybe that's because I Google his name instead of Henry Ruggs more often. But, yeah, man, um, I'm believing in the hype of Brian Edwards. He, he may be 
one of those Terry McLaurin or A.J. Brown guys. So for week one, I like him as a flex play. As Ruggs, I'm kind of worried about since he was more of a project rather than an all-around good receiver coming out of college. The first overall receiver taken, it was a project? Yeah, no. like he wasn't, no. a, he wasn't a polished receiver. He was just a good athlete. Like D.K. Metcalf wasn't a polished receiver. He was just a good athlete. And D.K. Metcalf was taken in the third round, bro. But is, is that there that Henry no, Ruggs? He's, he's more polished than you're letting on, bro. I mean, that, I mean, you can't just say just because he was drafted in the first round, he's a polished wide receiver. Right, we don't see a lot of people. Yeah. We don't see a lot of speed that just get drafted in the first. They also drafted. He's not just a speedster. Like he played, you know, he he can I go think, up the middle. I mean, he can go down the middle. You know, he can run routes. Where he's a good route runner. Also, he's not just he's more like I say. He's more Tyree Kill than Darius Hayward. Bay. Coming out of Detroit, the Chicago Bears are traveling up there. Matt Stafford. <laughs> Last year he played – well, last year both games he uh, was hurt with a broken back, of course. Um, he has a 22nd worst matchup for QBs, according to PFF, so I got him as a sit. All Lions running back with that news of Adrian Peterson signing. I definitely have them as a sit also. Uh, Kenny Galladay, you're going to start him. Three catches uh, for one touchdown, four catches for 158 yards in, in another game. But like we mentioned that – Matt Stafford wasn't the quarterback for any of those games. So he'll be matched up against Jalen Johnson, who is a rookie. So I definitely think Kenny Galladay is in, in um, route for a big game. Marvin Jones Jr., how y'all feel about him, Los? I like Marvin Jones this week. Um, he gets a great matchup against uh, Jalen Johnson. He has a 30% matchup advantage according to PFF. I got a matchup so, against Kyle Fuller. Really? I, yeah. I kind of hesitate on saying that because I thought I heard you say that. But the bottom line is he, he's not going to play on a, you know that side of the field all game. He's going to see both cornerbacks, but uh, I think he has a good matchup either way. I'm starting yeah. I like him as a wide receiver three this year or this week. You don't or you do? I do. I have him as a wide receiver three this week. TJ Hawkinson, uh, with health concerns, he is matched up against uh, Raquan Smith, graded 52 by PFF. How do you feel about him, Javar? I know I, I drafted him last night. Um, I, I'm going to start him in my league because I don't have no, nobody else to start. But um, if you don't have to start him, I would definitely sit him just because of the health concerns. But I did see a couple videos at the end of training camp where he was, like, beasting on them. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just up in the air. If you don't have to, like I said, this week one, if you don't have to risk it, don't. Yeah, well, uh, Gabe, thanks for asking me the question and then answering it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you pretty much said what I, I would have done. I wouldn't be starting the guy, you know, just waiting for it. it take, they say it take three years for the tight end to break out, so you're just waiting to see. And if he can stay healthy and, and, and get through this game, it's something to show, then I think about, you know, start him. On the other side of the ball, the Chicago Bears quarterback, uh, they came out and said Mr. Trubisky was going to be a starter, but I do not want to start him. He has the 15th worst matchup. Well, he's not worse. He's like in the middle. Uh, four quarterbacks. Uh, the Detroit Lions did force 30 uh, pressure 34% of the time, but only converting 12% of that to, stat, to sacks. 55% uh, completion rate while under pressure for Mr. Trubisky last year. Um, y'all want any bit of that Mr. Biscuit uh, magic? 
Nah, sure. not even in Superflex, man. I wouldn't even. I don't. Nah, he should be on a bench because we all know he has a short leash. So I'm not. I can't trust him. Somebody whose leash is gonna be like a little bit off the chain. You know what I'm saying? With the news of David Montgomery, of course, being out. Tyreek Cohen. You know what I'm saying? The only running back, pretty much back there. Uh, eight catches last year in two games, fifty yards combined. Uh, six carries total. But like I said, David Montgomery is out. He has the 18th best matchup against running backs. Uh, I expect them to have a, a solid RB2 game locked and loaded. And with the RB2, yeah, like, with like the RB1 ceiling, because he could get in, sneak in there, with, depending on how many targets they get. If they get uh, behind and they have to um, throw the catch up, he could get peppered with targets. Yeah, because, I mean, if Montgomery was playing, then, yeah, it would be a conversation to be had. But I definitely think they're going to lean on him a little bit more. Um, I would say that he did struggle. I mean, he kind of struggled against them last last two times. Um, he only had a combined eight point six fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Did it? Is that right? No, no, no. He had eight point six fantasy. He that's what he averaged. So now, nah, what eight point six was his average? You know, sharing the backfield with Montgomery. I like him this week with that Montgomery. Allen Robinson locked in start fourteen catches in two games, twenty one targets, two hundred and seven yards, with only one touchdown. We matched up against the former Falcon Desmond Trufant, who is ass. Um, but PFS has him somehow graded as a seventy percent. But I definitely have Allen Robinson locked in loaded start. Um, Anthony Miller, who is the questionable, not questionable, but he's a questionable start. But week 13, he did see 13 targets against the Lions for 140 yards. He didn't score a touchdown, though. Uh, lack of options could make him, a, again, another target hog. Um, Justin Coleman, who who will be matched up against uh, most of the game, according to PFF, who's graded at a 59. So do y'all see him having another one of those high target games? I know you mentioned him as one of your sleepers, but how you feel? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely starting this year. Last year, Detroit was 32nd and allowing the most passing yards per game. Uh, then they lost Slayton, but picked up ass Funt, so it, it can't get any better. So, yeah, I'm definitely starting this guy. Trubisky should be able to toss that pill around, and Miller should get seven to eight targets. Ass Funt is hilarious. I'm buying that was it. A good, that was a good one. Yeah, uh, shooting threes. You buying it too, uh, Los? Yeah, man. Like, like y'all mentioned, like we he was used tremendously down the. I mean, not tremendously. He was used a lot down the stretch uh, last year. So, what's the difference between tremendously and a lot? Um, you know, tremendously sounds sound fucking great. A lot just yeah, like, just oh. yeah. But tremendously, you can't use that the same. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, we talking about game. I ate a tremendously amount of candy. Like, no, you can't. No, that don't work. <laughs> I ate a lot amount of candy though. Yeah, you, I, I ate a tre- lot of candy. I, I, laid, I ate a lot of candy. But I think if I ate a tremendous amount of candy, it'd probably I, okay, be more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Case closed. So I think we could we both agree that we'll start up uh, Anthony yeah. Place. The, the guy he's going against allowed the seventh most yards per route covered. So that's another point to add. Colts are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Phillip uh, Rivers, I have him as a start this week. I mean, as a sit this week. Uh, Mar- How y'all feel about Phillip Rivers? Y'all agree? Yep. Uh, Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor slash Naheem Hines. That is the question. Um, I have Marlon Mack as a start for me this week with the number two matchup for running backs, um, according to PFF. So that's like the, the second best running back matchup. Uh, we all know Jacksonville gutted their defense, 
gutted the defense. They pretty much lost everyone. They tried to traded away their uh, last best piece uh, last week to the Vikings. Uh, week 11, Marlon Mack went off for 109 yards and a touchdown. And week 17, he had 77 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he had 14 carries in at least in both games. So uh, I know a lot of people are, are thinking the Jonathan Taylor train might explode this game. But I don't know, man. A lot people say Marlon Mack had a good camp, so I'm definitely thinking Marlon Mack is a lot to start. But, you know, where you drafted Jonathan Taylor and you probably have to start him too. Now, I think Jonathan Taylor can go in as the flex play. They should be up by a lot. They playing the Jaguars who are shit on offense and defense, you know, matchup for matchup. So they should be up ahead. I could see uh, Jonathan Taylor getting 10 to 12 carries, and they might allow him to get a little touchdown. So uh, I, I like Jonathan Taylor in the flex if you have him. I know Los is uh, salivating over there about Jonathan Taylor. Go ahead and tell us. Why no, you no, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, Max is definitely going to be involved, especially this week because the matchup is so good. I think that they're going to get up by a lot of points, and then they're just literally just going to run it down their throats, and, you know, they're both going to eat. It just makes it – it just sets up so perfectly, I feel like, for Jonathan Taylor, like, you know – He's they're going against the second best their second best running back matchups this week, and they're heavy favorites. So I don't think he's gonna waste any time breaking out this week. Even if he only does get ten to twelve touches, I think that's a little bit on the conservative side. I think he'll still break out this week. I think he's gonna break a long run, bro. And like you said, Mac averaged eighteen point three points in their two meetings last year. So Jonathan Taylor, greater sign, Marlon Mack. So what you, with that, where you feel comfortable like starting Taylor, like your running back? Two? I think he's gonna be. Yeah, I think I would say he's an RB two this week with definite R, RB one upside. Mm. Mac two. Mac, I will look more like a as like a flex because I mean, okay, it, it, it sounds good, bro. But you know, if Taylor's out there beasting against this. Horrible defense, bro. I could definitely see them like leaning on him more than Mac this week. But I, I f- if if they're gonna be up by so much, I think they both gonna be around the same. And if somebody's gonna get the touchdowns, it's gonna be Mac. I feel like. Yeah, according to our rankings, Los is definitely the highest on uh, Taylor and the lowest on Mac. Los <laughs> has him finishing this week at uh, top fifteen running back. Uh, Javar twenty four, me twenty three. Yeah, I both have him at RB2 also, though. Yeah, yeah I said RB2. Marlon oh, Mack. Flex. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm talking about just, like, my rankings right now. Like, you know what I mean? Gotcha. That's a flex player. Uh, but um, RB, uh, 20, after RB24, 24 to 26, 36. Oh, damn, you disrespected Marlon Mack. You probably want to upgrade this. Uh, with 45, your 45th running back. I got Marlon Mack as my 30th. Yeah, he'll be an yeah, RB3. I think he – I'll move them up some. Like I said, these are our initial rankings, by the way. These are going to change before Sunday games kick off. Uh, T.Y. Hilton Trey, uh, matchup against Trey Hurden. PFF has him greater than 54. Uh, the question to me is how many times will they throw with that great matchup and the great offensive line, um, the great rushing matchup, I mean, and the great offensive line? How many times will they actually throw the ball? If I had to start a close wide receiver, it would be T.Y. Hil- T. Hilton. I do want to keep an eye on Michael Pittman Jr. and Paris Campbell, who is expected to be uh, healthy and back on the field. So, uh, But they're still waiting seeds for me. Uh, Jack Doyle rules. He has a great matchup against Miles Jack. 
Um, 19% advantage, according to PFF. Uh, Phillip Rivers and his relationship with tight ends is what is enticing for me about Jack Doyle. So how y'all feel about Jack Doyle, Los? Also, I will add that Trey Burton is expected to miss time, who, you know, there was a lot of reports that he was having a great camp. So um, with him out, like, he's going to get all of the looks from tight ends. So definitely agree with that. So Jack Doyle start? Doyle rules. Uh, Garner Minshew on the other side of the field, um, he said that tanking, he ain't going for that. So I don't – well, he don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, think any team that's tanked their quarterback, like, was trying to tank, like, lose games. Like, <laughs> it, it is what it is, bro. The team sucks. You ain't got no choice. He didn't play in week 11. Uh, that was when Nick Foles came back. So they were trying to try Nick Foles out. But in week 17, he did play when they played the um, Indianapolis Colts. 27 for 39 for 295 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. But he has an 18th best matchup uh, at quarterback, according to PFF. Indianapolis defensive line pressured the ball 31% of the time, only getting home 16% of the time for sacks. Um, he has a he was last in adjusted completed completed adjusted completed position. Ah, <laughs> adjusted completion <laughs> percentage. <laughs> Blame the Dosakis on that one. Um, but yeah, man, he was last in the league in that while under pressure. So I don't think this is going to be a good game for him to start. Even in, um, I know a lot of people are rave, renting and raving about him being their quarterback too in Superflex leagues. If you have another quarterback on your bench, this is the game to start them. I would start them. I would say just because I just don't think it's going to look good. Um, any Jacksonville running back, I know we mentioned before, James Robinson being the starter, I think it's still a wait and see for all of them. So all of them are on the bench for me. DJ Shark is the start, but um, temper your expectations with him also, just because we just don't know what that offense is going to look like. He does have an okay matchup, matchup against Rock Yassing, uh, second-year cornerback out of Temple last year. PFF has him great at 66. How do you feel about him, Lowe's? Um, just the, this week. yeah, I, I, he's a must start for me, bro. Like I'm definitely gonna start him, especially with them. You know, expected to play from behind. It's gonna be a lot of pass attempts going up. Um, but just to, to backtrack a little bit, um, I wouldn't mind Minshew because I mean, like he he went off against them last year in their one matchup that he played in, and I want to say that they destroyed them last year too. So I think it's gonna that game show is gonna play out similar, and he's gonna have to. That was a week he's gonna have to air it out. Though. It was huh? a week seventeen game, you know what I'm saying? It was the end yeah, of the man. They still Nobody, lost. By they a had lot. nothing to, but they had nothing to play for. Nobody he did. was out there playing. He did. He did but I, but I'm saying him. I'm saying Coach didn't make the playoffs, coach. did they? No, that's what I'm saying. So nobody. So they was were out there, out there playing, playing for, for their nothing. jobs too. Nah, the players were. What's ah? Once you, 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 you not can't just, you can't just take it take it we away. Like I mean, I'm not taking it away. I'm just saying he's a sit for me. Like in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I mean, okay. I don't have him as like you know just going bonkers. I have him as a you know middle end QB two. I have him right at number nineteen this this week. Start a sit for game you. Game script, Devar. game script is you know is in his favor. So you know, start a sit for um, Garner Minshew for you. Oh oh oh! Javar is either on mute or his he doesn't have an opinion. Alabama. Internet is going off. Um, I know um, a lot of people were talking about Chanel. Uh, I would be on. I want to be on the lookout for how he's deployed this week too. I just want to see how they use him. Um, I think we'll have a. He might be one of the top waiver picks next week. I have him as one of my top waiver pick sleeper picks next week. Uh, just just to see how they use him 
You know, so he's supposed to be one of those gadget, not gadget players, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. And Call also, it. so, yeah, uh, yeah just, just before we get too far ahead, like, um, all, all Jacksonville running backs for me, except Chris Thompson, for the same reason I want to start uh, Minshew. Um, this, and this may be the only opportunity you really get to use Chris Thompson because we, you know, you don't like to say players are injury prone, but, you know, Chris Thompson is mm. kind of a, you know, consistent thing with him. But at this point, he's healthy, and they are expected to lose by a lot of points. So he's going to be. So you're saying you're starting Chris Thompson and nobody else? What you meant? No, as, as for running back. For yeah, running back. Okay, yeah, cool. like Zeke James Robinson. I don't want any of those guys this week. You got anything else on them, Jabbar? It's like Friday, you know what I'm saying? You can't never have two things that go together. New mic, bad internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good internet, bad mic. Uh, but coming in Minnesota, I think this is the last game of the last game of the episode. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers visit the Minnesota Vikings. Aaron Rodgers. I thought I, t- I I thought about this when I was writing my notes, but got him as a, as a sit for me. You know, what I'm saying he's facing a, a tough defense. Week two, they played each other. Of course, their division uh, rivals, so they played each other twice. Twenty four for thirty four, two hundred three yards, no touchdown. Uh, week 16, 26 for 40, 216 yards and an interception. Again, no touchdowns. And that defense was tough last year, and they didn't do nothing but get better. Uh, they went and got one of the best pass rushers in the league um, from Jacksonville. Like I mentioned, Jacksonville depleted their defense. And so the Rich just kept on getting richer. So definitely in one QB leagues, I know you probably drafted Aaron Rodgers to start him, but if you have another, um, I would say like Ben Roethlisberger is probably on the waiver wire right now. I would start Ben Roethlisberger this week over Aaron Rodgers. If I, I mean, but if, if it's two quarterback leagues, I mean, I guess you have to, you know what I mean? Because you probably didn't draft like five quarterbacks. So how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers this week, Los? Yeah, um, I'm, yeah, I'm not sitting him. Week one, man, um, I don't think he – you know, the matchup is not in his favor. So, I don't it's think gross. he'll win you the week this week, even though he does have the, you know, the talent to win you the week. I don't think that's, you know, going to happen this week. It's very low probability of that. But Let me say I one more thing before you say that. Like, I know you said not favorable, but, like, literally it's the 31st matchup. Yeah, 31st yeah, exactly. Worst it's matchup. not in his favor at all, bro. But at the end of the day, even with it being that bad of a matchup, I don't think he's going to do anything to lose you the game. You know what I mean? So I'm cool with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I'm just not excited about him tempering expectations. Okay. Uh, Jabbar, are you back yet? Nope. Nope. All right. Andrew, Aaron Jones, week two, he had 26, 26 rushes for 116 yards, one touchdown, four catches, 34 yards. Week 16, 25 rushes, 100 yards, two catches. 43 yards and a touchdown, so he went off in both um, uh, meetings against the Vikings. Uh, he has a okay matchup, according to PFF, for running backs uh, ranked at 16, but I have I have as a lot to start. How you feel about him, Javar, since he's back now? Hello, hello? Yes, you are back, Javar. Talk. All right, uh, Los, he didn't know he was back. Go ahead, Javar, uh, Los. How you feel about Aaron Jones? All right, uh, Definitely like Aaron Jones this uh this week. Like you said, it's not a you know, it's an okay matchup, but Aaron Jones has feasted on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um his last three games against him, he's averaged twenty-six touches, 134 yards, and twenty-two points per game. Throw the matchup out the window, start Aaron Jones. 
Yeah, we have him in our consensus uh, running back one at 12 right now. Javar is messing it up because he has him at 17. But me and you, uh, respectively, have him at 10 and 11. So we have him about the same place uh, coming in this week. Another uh, stud. I just think you got a tough matchup. Then they get that new DN, so that might change up things just a, a bit. The DN from uh, the Jaguars, so that might change up some things a bit. Cool. In the- Jaguars? Oh, I already got him. Too. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to mess up his name. <laughs> that's I why you I didn't up say his it. team. I thought you messed up his team, but that's why I didn't say it either. But um, Devontae Adams, uh, seven catches in week two for 106 yards, seven catches also uh, for 93 yards and a touchdown in week 16. Uh, graded a uh, top 10 graded matchup for wide receivers, uh, according to PFF. Holton Hill is his matchup. It's graded 66 by PFF. Uh, the front seven, it, speaking of the Vikings defense, I know we've been written, raving about them, but the front seven is where, um, I guess, the strength of that defense is. The secondary is where they can be got at. So I definitely think Devontae Adams is going to have an okay day. I don't know about like a, a – I don't think he has a wide receiver one ceiling, this, like, as in like finishing as the top wide receiver of the week, uh, this week. But I definitely think he's a lot there to start. Any other Green Bay wide receivers? I know Lazard was uh, Carlos Sleeper. I would be sitting them. It's a sit, wait and see, Jeff, definitely just because this matchup. Yeah, I agree. Agree, Los, uh, Javar? Yep. Yep. You want to start the uh, tight end, Jay Sternberger? Not I don't enough. think he's going to be the guy out there. I think this is – yeah, it was another guy that's uh, this has been making noise out there. So, yeah, I don't even know his name. He came out of nowhere, but it was a Steinberger. Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota Vikings quarterback, 14 for 32, two interceptions and a touchdown in week two. He didn't play in week 17 because they had already locked up the playoffs. He had a rough start in the early early of the year so you can't really like go off that week two stacks because he definitely switched it up uh coming down the, the back end of that um really the road to the fantasy playoffs you know what i'm saying he was a, a reliable quarterback um he has uh, the 23rd worst matchup for quarterbacks against uh that packers defense where it's the pretty much well not the opposite because the packers defense is really good they have a, a pretty great secondary um uh, with J- J- jair alexander I think that's the cornerback name. And the two um, Smith twins or whatever their last name is right now. I can't think about it. Coming off the edge um, out there. But they definitely have a great defense. Um, I would sit Kirk Cousins in the one QB league if you could. Um, Two QB leagues, you definitely have to roll them out there as your QB two. How y'all feel about Kirk Cousins this week? Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, everything, everything you said. Uh, Dalvin Cook locked in, loaded, start. As long as he's on the field, he's going to get the volume. Uh, Adam Thielen is a start with temper expectation. Like I mentioned, he is going against Jair Alexander, who PFS have graded as a 72. Um, played 32% of his snaps last year in the slot. He could go back. Uh, he could see a more favorable matchup against Chadon. Is that his name? Chadon? Chadon Sullivan. Chadon Sullivan. Um, but, yeah, we don't know who's going to be. Uh, well, we all – well, they said that. Well, like you, well, I'm gonna go with Lo said. Lo said we can't go off of who makes the depth charts, but they said that uh, Justin Jefferson is a wide receiver is coming in as a wide receiver three on the depth chart. So we don't really know who's going to play in the slot. But I expect whoever to play in the slot to um to have a, a decent game. Um, but I definitely think you got to start Adam Thielen just because it's just that's just off of what we know that Kirk Cousins is going to try to throw him the ball. 
Yeah, especially with Stephon Diggs not being there. Yeah, he's their only reliable receiving option. He is expected mm-hmm. to be shadow. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, they have him um, expected to be shadowed by Jair Alexander, but mm-hmm. he's gonna get enough volume to not hurt you this week, even if it is a okay matchup. Uh, speaking of the other Minnesota Vikings wide receivers, I don't want to uh, touch any of them. It's a more of a wait and see game for me. Uh, but the Cal Rudolph slash Irv Smith, um, one of those tight ends, whoever gets the most volume, I think is going to have a great game. They have the fourth best matchup uh, for tight ends uh, going against Christian Kurtzky, uh graded as a 42 by PFF. Uh, with that secondary getting, um, you know, pretty much locked down. I don't, I don't want to say locked down because I'm pretty sure that they might escape a little bit, but having more tr- trouble getting the ball to the wide receivers in the secondary, I definitely think that the game will be opened up a lot more for the tight ends. Um, and it's a good matchup for one of those tight ends to get a touchdown. Uh, we saw Kyle Rudolph sneak in a couple uh, couple touchdowns um, in that stretch. Well, Kirk Cousins was going off toward the end of the year last year. And we all know Stefan Diggs is not there. So we got to somebody, the volume got to go somewhere else. So, I think Earth Smith, this could be Earth Smith's game. I heard he was having a good camp, uh, minus how Justin Jefferson was it. So maybe it could be Earth Smith. But I think one of those tight ends are going to be are going to have a good game. I just don't know which one. With, with, all that, with all that said, I'm definitely watching this game to see who is the second highest person with targets. Could it be uh, – is it Bessie Johnson? That's how you say it. The oh, wide – BC Johnson or BC, or you know, it could be Johnson. It could be one of the tight ends. So I'm definitely watching to see who the wide receiver two is in this offense, so I can try to pick that person up off waivers or, or whatever the case may be. You got anything else about the Vikings, Los? Nope, I think I covered it all. Uh, well, that is the first slate of games, man. You know, da, week da, one. Da, da, da. You. Y'all got anything else? At the- I guess we're going to have another episode before week one actually starts. But no, this is the last episode before the first game of fantasy yes. football. The first so football next game. Next time y'all hear us, we will be like either really happy or really sad that our family. So who you got? Uh, Houston or Chiefs? Chiefs, me. Chiefs, of course. Of course. Chiefs. All right. So we all on the Chiefs. How uh, Bourbon said, we're all on the Chiefs. But anyway, yep. um, y'all got anything else? I don't want to keep on talking. Good luck in your Thursday night game. Um, like we said at the beginning, check out our rankings, fantasyffnsession.com if you're in a pinch and you need some advice. And make sure that you start um, – You put in, if anybody you have starting on Thursday, make sure they're in your flex. No, no. In your I mean, regular. make sure they're in your, in, your regular, in your regular position so that way if something happens before the Sunday game, you can move a player. You can still move a player to your flex. You have more uh, flexibility, flexibility at the flex. Also, shout out to Flexi Lexi on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, y'all got anything else? Nope. Yeah, man, that's it. Got the outro. Oh, peace.